and welcome to Shogo's podcast. So, today, guys, I like to talk about something that when Harumi and I were on the date, I am not too sure if the other podcast came out first, but、uh, I'm actually right now in Fukuoka. Right now, that's the reason why I'm recording with my smartphone, not with my regular microphone, even though I'm inside a room. But, anyways,、uh, I was able to let our kids stay with、uh, their、uh, grandmother, which is my mother in law, and Harumi and I were able to go on a date just the two of us, just the two of us, you know, with no kids, no family, just the two of us.、Um, it was the first time in, I don't know. Maybe like two, three years, possibly. It was an amazing time. We went to have a local Fukuoka、uh, cuisine. It was beautiful, delicious. The restaurant, the interior, amazing staff, amazing food, amazing. You know, everything was great. But one of the things,、um, Harumi and I, if you leave us、uh, on our, by ourselves uh, with, uh, with some alcohol for me and with some, maybe some pop water for Harumi, we will talk forever, you know. I always talk about this. Sorry, this is completely off topic, <laughs> off today's main topic. But Harumi and I, of course, we are husband and wife. We are also,、um, well, kind of like girlfriend, boyfriend still on, but also best, best pals at the same time, best buddies, you know, at the same time. So we can literally talk forever. But we talk about so many things. But one of the things we talked about is about how we are raising our kids and all the,、uh, the struggles we have, you know, the things we're concerned about and the things we, what should I say? If you're raising kids too, it's always like that, right? I mean, like, oh, is, was that the right way to scold them? You know, was that the right way to teach them a certain thing? Did I, like, um, you know, take away their confidence or, you know, creativity? Or you're always constantly worried if you're being a good parent or not, you know? And yeah. I was just talking about that, and we were talking about how our parents used to raise us. And that topic got into the conclusion of although I, me, Shogo, although I really, I don't like hate it, I don't like hate myself speaking in Japanese, but the reason why I enjoy, I guess, myself when I speak English a little bit more is because of how my parents raised me. And I want to talk a little bit about this because I guess this is kind of related to how should I say Japanese society itself works.、Um, if you take a look at how my parents taught me, scolded me, you know, when I was a child, when I did something they didn't want me to do, the way they The way the things they said to stop me from doing those things is, I personally feel from my experience of、uh, growing up in the US for just a little bit, you know, just six years, but just a little bit, and you know, having、um, a Chinese family, I really feel it might be a little bit unique to Japan. But, anyways, to make a long story short, my father often, whenever I did something、um, bad, for example, if I go to a restaurant with my family and if I acted a little bit too loudly, Or, you know, kids tend to do that. What he would always say is, you would say, shut up, first of all, shut up, Shogo. Look around you. Look around you. Is there anyone else as loud as you are? This is the way my father used to scold me. Yeah. It sounds. I don't know, maybe it works in some cultures, even if it's an English speaking country, but I personally feel that I've never ever heard of anyone else on outside of Japan. Maybe, maybe in Asian countries you might have it, but I really felt that this is a 
very in a way i think from certain cultures it would sound like a very weird way to school a child it's not about that person it's not about you need to be more quiet because it's going to be you know um not so good for you in the future because for example you're causing trouble to other, other people you have less friends so on and so forth, so forth would be beneficial for that child right you're trying to explain why but all you're saying is look around you everyone else is not doing that therefore you should not do it either is a very very um what should i say the japanese groupist mindset that i always explain you know um you can understand that and my mother always scolded me a different way too my what my mother always said was don't embarrass me don't embarrass me is the way that she would always scold me so for example i'm acting loudly or i'm doing stuff that she doesn't want me to do in public she would say she wouldn't say you're being you know you're disturbing other people you know you're you know what should i say gonna be losing um relationships in the future so on and so forth all these kind of things that would be beneficial for me no what she would say is you're embarrassing me yeah so this is the way that many children in japan are raised and are taught as they grow up so you can easily understand how much you know people in japan are constantly scared of other people's eyes and what other people would think of them this is the way again as i explained many times before during, during the edo period um the smallest unit in society was not an individual but a group like a clan or a company you know or a family so whenever someone causes trouble within a family or a clan or a group or anything everyone else would be um have to suffer from the punishments together like for example the 47 ronin the the first incident that happened that you know there was a clan lord that tried to attack a different um, lord at a um, ceremony in the Edo castle, tried to attack him. And of course, the Kira side, the enemy side, didn't, that it wasn't killed. But um, the Ako lord was sentenced to seppuku. And then his younger brother was also taken away his rights as a, uh, as a higher rank samurai. And he was um, sent to Hiroshima as a lower rank samurai, right? But his younger brother obviously did not do anything related to the incident itself, but he was also involved in it. But that was common sense back in that time. So this idea of, you know, what should I say? You are a part of something bigger is a mindset that was carried on into the major restoration to World War II, you know, and of course, even today in Japan. And this is the reason why whenever I speak in Japanese, as I said in the beginning, I don't hate myself or anything. I can live with my Japanese self, of course, because that is my main shogo, my major, the main show that exists within me. But whenever I speak in English, I'm much more free. Well, of course, it's, it might be because I grew up in a specific you know, state in the U.S. or was living in the state in a certain timing when I was able to feel that freedom. When I was in elementary school, I lived growing up in Michigan. Maybe it'll be different in each you know, state in, in um, America or maybe it'd be different if I was still there until a teenager or an adult. Maybe it'll be, it might have been different. But at least for me, it's just so much more relaxing you know i can just simply say what i want to you know do what i want to you know and i'm just feeling so much more freedom compared to when i'm speaking in japanese because i have to be always worried about every single word i say how i say when i say who is listening to me you know, all these kind of things always 
are constantly haunting me whenever I speak Japanese. And I do want you to know that I am a highly sensitive person, as I explained in one of my previous podcasts, HSP. So I, among Japanese people, there are tons of people who never, ever care about what other people think about them, too. By the way, there are Japanese people, who, too, who do that. But I am definitely a kind of person who is really, really constantly concerned about it. And that's obviously because of how my parents raised me. So as I raise my kids, I really want to not say these things to my kids on, what should I say? It is really, of course, important that you look around yourself um, and uh, try to understand what the people around you want, like your friends, like your family, like the people in your company, so on and so forth. It's important that you care about them, but you shouldn't be trapped by their existence, if that makes sense. So... I just really want to tell my kids whenever they do something not so good that I want, don't want to, them to do, if it's something related to their safety, I will just literally tell them directly that that's not good. Just don't do that. That's like, you know, trying to cross the street when it's a red light, for example. That's simply very, very bad, so you shouldn't do that. that that's, that's not like explaining why. It's a, a matter of immediately stopping it, you know? So that's a different story. But, for example, if they are having bad table manners or they're not holding their chopsticks correctly and so on and so forth, I can tell them that table manners is important because it's a form of communication, you know. If you don't have good communication, if someone sees you having bad table manners, they will, those kind of people will automatically judge who you are just by seeing you, just by seeing you do that. So that's really... Mm, what should I say? That's very wasteful, right? You know, even if you're a great person, people might judge you just by your just just by the surface. You know, we're we're built like that. Our brains are built like that. You know, so that's what I would explain to them, and not say, "Look around you. You are the only person who has bad table matters." Like that for me is not logical or rational at all from my point of view, at least from my beliefs. Maybe it's because I grew up in the U.S. And maybe it's thanks to that, but. It doesn't make sense to me that much. And I don't want my kids to be haunted like that, like how I am still haunted, even when I'm 28 years old. So just wanted to share this with you. This is a topic that Harumi and I was talking about during our uh, beautiful, amazing date that we did together. And it'd be great if you can let me know your opinions and thoughts in the comments. And this is Nagi. Uh, I'm recording in my room in Hukuoka right now, but she is... She came here and she wants a hug. So I'm hugging her right now. Thank you so much for listening, guys. So that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. As I always say, uh, as I always say, as I always so, as I always say at the end of these podcasts, the ultimate goal of my life is to make all Japan lovers' dreams come true. So I know there's a lot of people studying Japanese, willing to come to Japan to study, travel, or work, or even train our traditional culture and such. However, I am very afraid that Japan will not be able to make everyone's dreams come true in the future because we're facing a lot of social problems, we are losing our traditional culture, and the younger generations who are supposed to be carrying on the good things about Japan are dying because of all the social issues being shoved against them. So I really want to dedicate my life trying to make Japan a better place. I'm going to try to solve the social problems, preserve and involve traditional culture, and also help out the younger generations so they can have a brighter future. And to do this, the nearest goal I have right now is to raise money to buy my very first bamboo shakuhachi to do a collaboration video, to do more collaboration video with uh, Kamila Daisuke-san and promote the beautiful world yeah. of the shakuhachi and Japanese traditional culture. And also, uh, if you can check out my Suzuki page, we have our limited edition on uh, merchandise. 
on our pages right there. I'm so sorry. Nagi was just about to press the stop button. <laughs> so if you can check it out, it's only sold until the end of 2022. So I hope you can check out our merchandise on our season page too. Then, thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye bye. Bye. And she doesn't say it. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Bye bye.